Hi everyone. Welcome to our podcast series. I am Sanji from Review Analytics and we are building a product intelligence and unified feedback anal- analytics infrastructure to enable teams to understand their user behavior better and make informed decisions with AI driven actionable insights. Today, we have with us Snee Pandya, an emerging product management leader with a specialization in strategic leadership. He advocates for product strategy, digital transformation and sustainable innovation. Currently, he works with Mantra Labs Global and is also a developer community leader at Google Developers. Uh, Google Developers Group Baroda and has given public several uh, public talks at several worldwide developer conferences and is also a co-founder of the Ninja Talk product, uh, podcast. Wait, I'll just start again because Today we have with us Snee Pandya, an emerging product management leader with a specialization in strategic leadership. He advocates for product strategy, digital transformation and sustainable innovation. Currently, he works with Mantra Labs Global and is also a developer community leader at Google Developers Group Baroda and has given public talks at several worldwide developer conferences and is a co-founder of the Ninja Talks podcast. which brings together experiences from the world's leader change makers and innovators to make knowledge accessible to all we are so delighted to have you with us today thank you for joining us great uh, thanks for having me uh, super excited to be here sanji thanks a lot for hosting me looking forward to a great conversation i have same here so uh, today we are going to pick a little bit around product strategy and ideation since you have a vast experience around this topic and you've been doing this for some years so to just begin with could you like just give our audience like some basics of what exactly product strategy is and what would be like the initial checkers before you know you start planning out with your strategy sure uh, so it's a very exciting space to be in because product strategy is a vast field i would say it's a it's a vast thing not limited to some procedures or not limited to some uh, actions or checkbooks but uh, product strategy particularly focuses upon how any particular product could succeed in in multiple you know mm-hmm. pathways and how those Uh, pointers or how those actions could be helpful to the people to the organization uh, to grow uh, to succeed to generate their revenue to focus upon what to cater to the customer and so on and so forth and it starts not with success but it starts with identifying who you are so there are like uh, three core pillars of uh, beginning with strategy in general the strategy is a vast domain but i'll try to simplify as much as i can and here's how it goes uh, first pillar is identifying what the market is what the industry mm. is and uh, what the users want what the uh, customers need in terms of a solution or a usability point of view as well as uh, understanding the talent the skills the requirements that the organization hold that's the second pillar where does the organization stand and what is their uh, standpoint towards the market how they can upskill what are their advantages or 
what they can cater to the market or how uh, they can bring in more value and the third part is how these two realities could be uh, combined and brought together on a single platform where uh, actually strategies start to get built uh, you know aligning all the analysis or insights from the customers from the domain from the market as well as insights from the talent uh, or the organization uh, mm-hmm. and understanding what could be leveraged what could be emphasized what could be improved and where to begin so that's the first point so that pillar that works as a solid triangle uh, of strategy mm-hmm. and uh, to begin from there is like endless possibilities and strategy is not something uh, which you can tell that you go ahead and do this particular strategy for a particular product and you will be successful end of the story it doesn't happen like that mm-hmm. strategies are in place because they give you that alignment of achieving the results that you want uh, it not only gives you that pathway but it also gives you an approach to constantly bring in the new insights the new knowledge uh, evaluating uh, the progress so far and moving forward and then you know uh, going ahead and achieving so it's always a continuous process rather than a milestone or a goal is what uh, it means that's true also i think it keeps on changing also on the circumstances and all that maybe the trends also that keep coming and everything it i don't think cannot be consistent like throughout absolutely uh, because uh, uh, in changing times or in changing domains or any uncertainties or any pivotal changes be it domain mm. be it the environment be it the requirements be it the product uh, there are nuances that you need to focus upon and that's where strategies help so uh, in ideal cases really good strategies help you achieve uh, 80 to 90% of success ratios to where you are aligning yourself towards the success or the goals that you want to achieve uh, mm-hmm. and uh, how that really happens is it's not one shot thing for a strategy that you go ahead and apply and it's done but even phase wise or periodically you bring back that knowledge from your internal experience from your uh, uh, from your insights that you receive also from the market and even improve the strategies themselves mm. and uh, you apply them you evaluate them and come back to the whiteboard saying that here's what we do next because every phase of growth for a product may require different different approaches not only in strategy but even execution so the strategies are in place to tell you why you should do something mm. uh, where it's going to take you and most importantly uh, somewhat overlooked how you need to evaluate to go longer because strategies are made for marathon not sprints only so uh, strategies are very uh, you know you can say a vision uh, oriented uh, elements in the process they, they help you with the longer runs mm. uh, rather than the shorter runs not that they cannot be applied in the shorter spans but uh they do really showcase their true value uh, in a sense in the longer runs and that's why uh the organizations which are at large scale which are enterprises they go ahead and uh, apply those strategies mm. 
absolutely so um how do you balance the uh, competing priorities of you know meeting user needs hitting business goals and also staying on the top of the latest technology trends so most important element to understand mm-hmm. here is we go ahead and talk about uh, not only the market that is there or not only the competition that is in the market mm-hmm. but you uh, if you if you consider all the knowledge uh, all the analytics that you gather all the insights that you receive it all boils down to one element that is the most prominent out of many of them which is what do the users want what is mm-hmm. the customer need or what can be catered to the customer as a real life solution that would help them improve something in their life or that would help them do something uh, mm-hmm. be it social media be it essential services be it any domain be it financial sector uh, everything boils down to how you deliver a product how you uh, put out a product in the market that is going to help them do something good and that's the essence and that's the way to begin and the next step would be focus upon if you have identified the problem then you go mm-hmm. ahead and talk about what are the approaches you evaluate what all possibilities are there to solve that particular problem and then go ahead and pick the best one and then you develop it you iterate on it and then you also grow it in multiple ways that sounds interesting Uh, like you talked about uh, company goals like the vision of the company so how do you ensure that your strategy is aligned to those objectives of the organization and any effective ways you can tell us how you can communicate those to your stakeholders uh so great question sanji uh what was product strategy to the product goals uh ensuring product strategy strategy in general aligns with the larger vision or a broader goal uh i think strategy themselves are made for that particular purpose primarily uh reason being uh corporates or organizations have to align themselves to a longer run not just a shorter span of execution and uh, get out of business uh, what really matters is identifying what would go ahead and you know uh, provide the value to the organization back so there are a lot of cases which you can apply for example there are organization or there are products which initially may not show a lot of traction for growth or for revenue or for uh, profits or for stability but uh, there is a vision in the place which they work upon and then when they are done building the foundational level uh, things and on top of them when they do the growth part uh that's when the strategies actually uh, align really well for a longer run so for example if you go to uh, markets like fintech and stuff initially it's very difficult to showcase the numbers or the proof or the validation that something is working out but uh, you know you can still show the traction where okay things are moving and the strategies are helping in place and in longer run those things are going to 
bring in revenue, profits, growth, and stuff like that. So that's how the markets uh, are impacted with strategy. Another uh, important thing that uh, needs to be emphasized upon is why the broader goals uh, are more important than the shorter ones. Because we humans are very eccentric towards momentarily or uh, uh, you can say short-term uh, proofs that uh, you would see and be affiliated to. Uh, if you see a longer run, let's say you want to get succeeded at a five-year, ten-year goal, so then you need strategies uh, in place which are going to help stay aligned for that longer period of time, uh, executing things that are there. But you cannot mm-hmm. start executing the fifth year thing from day one. You need to again come back and focus upon what do you need to build or deliver in the first year? What would go ahead in the second year? What would go ahead in the third year? That is where strategies really help uh, mm-hmm. identifying where, when to change the gears or mm-hmm. who to bring in or what to do or what not to do, uh, how to scale. And that's where it helps. So communicating this to not only the stakeholders, but the users, one of the very good uh, approach that I've seen in a lot of corporations is they go ahead and talk about their product roadmaps, for example, and they talk about it publicly, like this is what we are developing and this is what is expected to go live by this year, by next year, and so on and so forth. That puts a lot of trust from the investors also from the uh, stakeholders and that's the way to begin is what i believe talking about it not only showing the proof not only showing the execution but talking about the vision and aligning where you want to reach and how your current actions are helping you get there uh, is a good way to begin Yes, it's correct that sometimes it's difficult to convince the stakeholders to talk about and uh, get on the same boat uh, with you know, which strategy to apply or how it's going to help them do what they want to do. But what uh, uh, what these strategy officers, chief strategists, or uh, uh, CSOs and all of that people do, they have that innate experience uh, which is done over and over again, over and over again. Uh, and they not only develop that experience, but they develop that intuition through mm-hmm. their work, through their execution, through their strategy uh, building. They also do research and studies a lot and bring in that knowledge, which emphasizes on uh, not only the minute things that are being executed in the present moment, but what you can uh, enhancing your current procedures, what you can do to align where you want to reach. And when you talk about those things like here, today, here's where we are, tomorrow, here's where we want to be, and here's what our actions are. Here, those, so those actions become a validation or a proof saying that this strategy would be helpful hmm. because then you can anticipate the uh, results. Correct. So uh, just on a personal note, like if you are planning a strategy 
so the period time frame that you take like we talked about you should not plan maybe 10 years or uh, 20 years so what will be the ideal time according to you that you should plan your strategy for uh really depends on a few factors uh, mm. if you are a multinational corp or a giant then it's a different game for you but if you are a unicorn startup it's a different game for you if you are a bootstrap startup it's a different game for you mm-hmm. so it really matters but uh, what i would say is uh, strategies are not something which is like a bible you go ahead and apply it and you will become successful it needs a lot of uh, interaction it needs a lot of testing it needs a lot of improvement as you grow and that's why i say uh, begin small uh, then expand as you need uh, so let's take an example if there's an organization which is like a bootstrap startup in a simplest way they want they have an amazing idea they mm-hmm. want to solve a problem maybe what they can focus upon is uh, maybe the mvp is the first edition that they can get out and how fast they can get out to get the validation once the validation comes in they can maybe uh think for a couple of years of strategy uh, or roadmap saying that hey this is what we want to deliver and see how it is helping the users and mm. by the time uh, they also develop and deliver those things uh new features would come in new requests would come in the uh, the changes the dynamics uh, would impact a lot of decisions and then you would also expand on what do venture into what do you uh, go ahead with what kind of more uh, insights or what kind of more features in the product that needs to go and then you can maybe think about what is the next more couple mm-hmm. of years of goal or maybe that's when you can think of okay are we succeeding at what we had thought initially then maybe you can think of maybe a five year plan and expand so, so there are like multiple factors that need to be balanced and that's why i say it's not that you do a meeting today and then you directly end up doing a meeting after a two year delivery mm-hmm. no it doesn't happen like that if you go on uh meetings on specific intervals you evaluate how the work is going on uh, is it aligning to where we want to go ahead and then you come back uh, bring everyone on the same page same table and uh, help everyone so strategies are there to help everyone Uh, decide whether what they are doing because mm. everyone's doing something but what they are doing is it helping the organization reach something uh, mm. so bringing that uh, focus back in mm. and that's why uh, a very good uh, interval for such kind of scenarios could be monthly or at least a quarterly uh, strategy conversation with the stakeholders as well as the team members and understanding how this would align where we go and what we do absolutely so uh, we also hear a lot around data like usage of data rather than having a gut feeling these days so uh, how do you use your data to maybe you know have your to make an informed decision making and product strategy and how does it also vary across different industry uh so first of all uh, data is one part of decision making uh mm. number two yeah data again is super important because it provides not just the data but the insights from that data the knowledge mm. that it provides so uh taking an example if someone wants to develop 
an app that is going to help people understand their behavior utilizing digital devices or technological devices so then what is that the organization or the product wants to cater to them mm. so what kind of behaviors you collect from those humans or their users is going to decide what kind of data you capture and what kind of insights you receive now how do you want to help them would be another uh, pillar in in that conversation saying that okay this is what we know now here's where we want to reach so how do you connect the dots so connect the dots you need to understand not only what your organization is capable of but also understand what is the human psychology or what is mm-hmm. the natural human behavior and how you can leverage that or what kind mm-hmm. of user experience if you give you can nudge them to improve their behavior to uh, utilize uh, digital devices in a more meaningful way and going ahead they, that would not only help them but help the organization grow further because then it would succeed mm. and so on and so forth so more than not just the data but uh, extracting the insights from it and also aligning it to how the user psychology could help them what kind of uh, features you develop or what do you put out technologically or is it in a product sense or also uh, in a complete sense of how you build your brand presence uh, because that's something super important people are going to trust you when you have something sh- uh, solid to mm. show and uh, combining all of this that's when you say that hey here's what uh, we are doing here's how we are performing at and that's when that data makes sense even to your users not just the stakeholders mm. that's when they would want to walk in and say that okay 95% of people got a better sleep because x product helped them sleep better and True. it's an instant win because someone new exploring that would go ahead and install your product or an app saying that i too want to uh, you know improve my behavior firstly hmm. and that's a great win for everyone so you also talked about brand presence how important it is to build on a brand identity so uh, how can you use you know storytelling and narrative to build a strong you know brand identity around your product and how can this also be incorporated in your product strategy uh yeah so brand building and brand presence definitely is a very important aspect and uh, as much as i emphasize on it what i identified is the most important aspect of brand presence is you cannot only tell that the things are working out or you cannot only show the fancy things but you have to deliver that value that's mm. when the true essence of brand presence comes in so there are a lot of uh, products in the market who will uh, be uh, having a lot of brand presence because not only uh, that it's their face value but if you go ahead and purchase those products or utilize those products they are going to deliver the value that you expect and that's going to help you one way or the other uh, that is the reason your product but they will keep coming so your brand presence or your brand building customers as a growth Hmm. growth also includes how do you retain your customers how do you cater them better value with each uh, iteration or with each interval uh, that goes ahead and that's something 
that's important reason why your users uh, would want to stick to your brand. So providing the value as well as updating the face value of it and this is what we are delivering and here's why it is important or here's why we are the banner or here's why better than uh, the most that is what sets the foundation. That sounds interesting. Um, also, you, when it comes to brand, obviously we talk a lot around the competition and every uh, product these days have so many competitors in the market. So yes. how can you uh, effectively differentiate your product from competitors in a crowded marketing? Any strategies that you use to build you know, your unique value proposition? Well, there are a lot of strategies to do that. It's just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, you the key is you identify what the market is expecting. Number one, what you can also identify, and you need to identify what your competitors are doing. That's when you can uh, come on your whiteboard and say, like, "Hey, here's what already exists." The first question you ask yourself is, "What could deliver better out of this?" If you look at uh, multiple tools, technology, services, which are competitors to each other, but one of them would stand out. And majority of those are providing not only a better value to the existing features, but also they are standing out because they are the preferred way by the other users. So it's like mm-hmm. a general validation from the market. Now mm-hmm. uh, that general validation from the market arrives when you pitch in saying that here's how your problems are going to be solved and a lot of users will come and try that and evaluate. Yes, it mm-hmm. is uh, what it is and it is helping us to that. Now, uh, talking about how you stand out in a crowded market, for example, let's say there are 20 key players in the market. Maybe you are not supposed to even fight them. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are just supposed to go niche into that particular market and cater to a particular audience which is facing an issue because there can be uh, smaller startups or there can be mid-market segments or there can be giant organizations but there are still a lot of opportunities to connect between those links or those chain links where uh, there is scope for both. You identify Mm -hmm. that, you tap into it, you go ahead and you uh, test it and then you deliver it. That's how it works. And another thing that really works is, so so for example, in uh, automotive industry, a lot of uh, updates uh, constantly arrive. How do they keep track and how do they compete with each other? They do mm-hmm. not only focus upon what their competitors or the markets are doing. They focus upon what is the deliver which is not excel somewhere else. Uh, it's like uh, experience where you would be able to focus upon a unique uh, identity. So suppose you are a user, they would want to give you that value of an exclusive mm-hmm. experience or a club experience that, okay, you are a part of this and you are valued, which is not going to get somewhere mm-hmm. else. And that helps human psychology in numerous ways. They would want to be a part of it. They would want to come back saying that, okay, you know, the value that I get here is not available somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So not only the product, but it's 
like the identity that you create not for the brand but for the users mm. and that is another way uh, so there are numerous ways you can focus upon and uh, there are a couple of books on uh, i would say user psychology because user psychology plays a uh, vital role uh, mm. exhibiting all of and then you identify which strategy or with psychology or which approach or what behavior to focus upon or what kind of market or what kind of product or what kind of strategy that's true i think even the fomo element kind of adds here you know, when it comes to user where they feel okay this is something i'm missing out and this is something i want so that kind of helps you in creating the buzz also around absolutely and uh, having said that the most important aspect is uh, while you may provide a lot of things uh, in a product it is mm. important to stick to why you exist as a business or as a corporation because uh, you are catering a value to someone that means they would want to come back only when they see the original value coming uh, there are a lot of disruptions that happen so helping find what the customers re- really need just as an example uh in india tata airline identified that there is a huge need for connecting tier 2 and tier 3 cities to mm. tier 1 cities in india while there is a great connectivity between tier 1 cities and very very handful of tier 2 cities tier 2 mm. majorly to get connected to another tier 2 set of cities directly not mm. a wireless and that made them put an order of probably 65 billion dollars which is like the largest check in the world so far mm. the like the giant corporations building up their own factories to produce an aeroplane for them and that speed is going to grow this is just a first edition so it's like no matter what or who exists in the market it's mm. like what is the scope that you are focusing upon what is the uh, what is your niche that you want to focus mm. upon it's a great deal because they have placed a combined order of more than 700 flights in next 5 years that's going to cover possibly every locality in india is mm. and that's going to be a fantastic thing because <laughs> then they will be in the position to run the game correct i think they found the right problem and that has helped them be where they are today absolutely absolutely uh, so can you also discuss and help us understand the role of architecture and infrastructure in creating scalable products and how can you how you make decisions about which technologies to use Definitely. Uh, most important aspect is users or the teams or the development uh, people understand that uh, they would want to go ahead and develop things really really fast. But the drawback of it is if you are not building it scalable or if you are not building it robust, things may start to fail and things may start to go haywire. And that's where you know a proper structure, uh, architecture, infrastructure. all of those things are important in place and uh, that is going to be very very helpful because uh, while those are not only the best practices those ensure you can go ahead and 
be on a scalable level beyond mm. uh, uh, you know aspect to build your foundations which are super super robust i had never like heard about how exactly that uh, architecture and infrastructure you know kind of helps but i think you've kind of given me a little knowledge around that as well so we also challenges come with everything nowadays so what are you, some of the challenges that arise when you you know scaling a product from small user base to a large one and how can you address these challenges uh it's basically dependent upon what is the scalability you are looking at for example while uh, there can be rapid growth in user uh, acquisition or there can be rapid growth in what kind of features you deliver because a lot of mm-hmm. times features are also very heavy so are your systems or are your technological stack uh, or uh, infrastructure is that uh, supporting what you want to achieve and also identifying uh, whether the next set of user acquisition or uh, users who are coming back are they reliably getting the services or the product or the features that you want to uh, give it to them and uh, that's where it all starts another thing uh, with comes uh, which comes into the picture is security when you grow when you scale rapidly uh, that is kind of an overlooked concern for rapidly growing uh, people who do not focus on a lot of things but if you look at mature corporations they have systematic procedures in place there's mm-hmm. a reason that they spend more time because they would want to evaluate every possible nuance of why we are even acquiring more users or if you want to grow further what what is the impact or what are the challenges or what are the complexities that are going to come there after we go to the next million or next billion and how mm-hmm. do we solve it because you cannot build an infrastructure or a technology when the users have already arrived you have to be prepared uh, and skilled already to be able to sustain them you mm-hmm. cannot do it overnight it's a procedure mm-hmm. which takes a lot of efforts and i always advise to do it uh at an appropriate time before you go to the next level you prepare yourself mm-hmm. you do it you test it you make it live and then you say here it is absolutely like don't go too fast uh like go slow but do things at the right time absolutely uh so where like they, we are today we are living in an environment where it's like everything comes and goes like it's a very fast paced tech industry nowadays that we have so how do you stay motivated and energized in this kind of an environment today where change is constant and rapid a uh, very good question because there are a lot of activities uh, that i see around myself ongoing i am being involved in a lot of activities myself so it's important to stay sane and it's important to know where you are headed and for mm-hmm. that uh, you know uh, breaks at periodic intervals are important shorter breaks maybe during your daytime and stuff but mm-hmm. also switching the context and going out of your domain or your area is super super important which i always emphasize on 
it's like apart from my work i would get involved in things which are not part of my daily work but are my interests for mm. sure or anything new i would go ahead and try i would give uh, uh i would give you know uh, talks i i go and deliver public talks i i talk to people i get out of my comfort zone i try new things those are the things which keep uh, or even scientifically that that helps uh, keeping your mind sane fresh and adaptive and i think that is what really helps me uh, maybe it works for differently for different people but definitely focusing on things apart from the core work that you do uh, staying informed about the uh, the world around you is important that's when you can bring yourself back to that normal zone and focus upon what is that you want to do that's i think great piece of advice that you've given i think having short even short intervals of break is very important to keep your mind aligned to what you're doing and also having some time for yourself is also very important absolutely absolutely it's such an important thing considering the digital era that we live in i think constantly being on a screen also is something that is not that too good absolutely true absolutely true. there are a lot of things uh, people do try these days mm. a lot of people are aware about healthy practices mm. uh, it's growing even that domain is growing it has a lot of potential and yeah it's great. people are becoming aware about mm. a mental well being and also and is something that's being consistently talked about these days absolutely So as we come to the end of our session, could you like want to give some recommendations about uh, maybe books or articles that you go through, something that can help other product managers who are getting into the field or are learning around the field? Definitely, uh, my pick on books and resources would be don't first of all a uh, gentle reminder. don't read books or articles or resources because you want to have that tag or something mm. like that because product management is not software engineering it doesn't work like you will learn coding and you will be done with it product management is a space where you will always learn something always mm. and that happens every single day even to me and even to the people that i connect with uh, so that's a space where you learn how to learn and if you learn that uh, it's going to be fantastic you're going to enjoy that process and that's what really helps so uh, there are few books that i would recommend for example sprint uh, helps you understand how procedural based design thinking you can do uh, that's a book on design sprint and how you can think and uh, put design into uh, procedural practices with proper approaches how to think and all of that another book is hooked that book uh, is by neer al and uh, that is on user psychology uh, uh, according in accordance to design and uh, that book really what it take for your users to get hooked to your products which is something uh, very exciting for a lot of corporations and product managers which is super important 
and then you go ahead and talk about uh, product management books so the product management handbook is like a good resource uh, then there are other resources on product management. there are 10 to 15 books on product management but i've been asked a lot many times which book to refer or which book to read uh, i say that go read those books but it's uh, equally important to apply that in your practices because only by reading you will only know the words but uh, the most important aspect of being a product manager is until unless you experiment or you apply and execute those things uh, it's not really going to help you the way it is meant to help you and mm-hmm. once you do that uh, you will have your own knowledge you will have your own experience and that is going to help you even in the other domains Mm-hmm. Uh, you rightly said application of things is very important more than just grasping the theory I feel Absolutely. thank you Smee thank you for giving us your time thank you for uh, uh, being here and you know sharing your knowledge and your experience with us and our audience it was a pleasure having you